Welcome to Founder Views. My name is Costa. I'm your host and co-founder of Web for Realty, a SaaS company that I bootstrapped out of my parents' basement with no money and no tech experience into a fully remote company doing seven figures in ARR. I'm taking you through my SaaS journey in real time as I talk about business situations I'm going through, thinking about, or just find interesting. My purpose is not to give you the answers, but to spark something in your mind that can help improve your business along the way. What's up, everyone? Uh, recently, I did a talk at the Growth Mentor Summit, which was a virtual summit that included 50 of some of the world's best growth leaders. Uh, this was such an amazing event. There were thousands of attendees from all over the world that had free access to some incredible insights from some very, very talented people. Uh, so my talk was on outbound sales. I had close to 600 people registered for my talk, which was pretty crazy. Uh, my talk was called How to Get Your First 500 Paying clients on a bootstrapped budget. I'm talking about how I single-handedly got my first 500 paying clients through cold calling and outbound sales. I broke down my talk in three sections. Uh, One, the six criteria needed to get your first 500 clients. Two, the three key elements you need to make sure you succeed. And three, the nine-step playbook I used to get my first 500 clients. So this is the audio version, obviously. If you want to see the actual video with the slides, I'm dropping the link in the show notes. So here it is. Hope you enjoy. What's up, everyone? So you guys are here because you want to learn how to get your first 500 paying clients. Um, That's exactly what I'm going to give you. This is a no gimmick headline. Uh, I'm actually going to break down the playbook uh, I use and tell you how I got my company's first 500 paying clients through outbound sales uh, techniques, cold calling and email marketing. Um, As you can probably tell by the title of this talk, it's mostly geared towards early stage founders or folks uh, just starting out. Uh, But at the same time, I think the outbound principles can apply to any company that, that wants to do outbound. Now, I have to warn you, if you're looking for some secret formula or secret sauce uh, that's going to get you 500 paying clients, I hate to break it to you, but that does not exist. The process requires a lot of time, commitment, and dedication in order to succeed. So if you're up for the challenge, uh, ready to put in the work, then 500 paying clients is 110% achievable. For time's sake, uh, I'm not really going to get too granular on certain things, but if anyone wants to get in touch with me and talk more, uh, you can always hit me up. I'm pretty easy to find, uh, but I'll also leave my contact information at the end of this presentation. So there's three sections to this talk. Uh, The first section, I'll be providing the six essential criteria needed to get your first 500 clients. Uh, Next, I'll be discussing the three key elements you need to remember during the outbound sales process if you want to be successful. And finally, I'm going to give you the nine-step playbook that I use to get my first 500 paying clients. So before getting into it all, you're probably wondering who I am and why I deserve uh, 20 minutes of your time, which is certainly fair. Uh, My name is Costa Panagoulias. I co-founded a SaaS company called Web for Realty. Uh, We're a boring, bootstrapped, profitable, and remote company. Uh, We're not the type of SaaS that's going to get the headlines. We help real estate agents improve their online presence and manage their business. My partner and I 
Uh, started the company out of my parents' basement uh, with no money, no tech experience. Uh, both my founder and I are not coders. We literally jumped into this business not knowing what we were doing or what we were getting ourselves into. But eight and a half years later, we're still in the game, learned a whole lot about running and growing a SaaS uh, and business along the way. We're doing seven figures in annual recurring revenue. Uh, we're a team of 15 team members in eight countries around the world, and we're still bootstrapped to this day. Um, I also host a pretty popular SaaS podcast called Founder Views, where I talk about uh, business and things I'm going through or thinking about. And I also interview other successful people in SaaS. I uh, also do a bit of consulting and advising to some early stage SaaS folks. And of course, I do my mentoring on growthmentor.com. Um, so I do want to mention, uh, make sure you watch until the end because I'm sharing how to get access to my free custom-made recurring revenue calculator. Uh, I'm giving it away, so stick around for that. Uh, all right, so that's enough about me. Let's get into it. Uh, you guys are here because you want to get your first 500 clients, so let's go. First, the six criteria you need to get your first 500 clients. Now, <clears throat> first thing, you need to have a big enough market size. This is important because... Uh, Outbound sales, especially when you're just starting out, you're still fine-tuning, tweaking, and optimizing your process. It becomes a bit of a numbers game. Uh, I'm going to say you have a market size of at least 30,000 potential customers. Uh, now, this 30,000, it's very anecdotal uh, for potential customers. It, you know, There's no fact or evidence, science behind it. Uh, this was just the market size I was playing in at the time that allowed to get me my first 500 sales. So... If you're in another market or your customers are different, these numbers and criteria could be more or less. Uh, but at the time I got the first 500 sales for my company, 30,000 was the market size. So I'm going to stick with that. Have a big enough market size. Make sure it's at least 30,000. Next, you need to be able to get a hold of the decision maker uh, or someone who works close enough with the decision maker, but uh, preferably the actual decision maker. Uh, this is very important for outbound sales. You know, you need to be communicating with the decision maker. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be fighting through gatekeepers and relying on gate gatekeepers to pitch your product or service for you. Uh, with, with this type of sales approach I'm talking about, it's, it's probably going to be very difficult and take a lot of time to do it that way. So being able to get in touch with the decision maker is very, very important. Unlike the market size, this one is not anecdotal. You have to have really thick skin. Uh, you have to be ready to get shut down often. You got to be ready for people to hang up on you, tell you your product sucks, uh, and a bunch of other negative stuff. You just got to be able to block out the noise and keep it moving. Uh, not everyone is going to like or need your product. As long as you're truly committed to getting your piece of the market and your share of the pie, uh, you'll be just fine. Next, got to be persistent. When doing cold outreach, uh, oftentimes you're not closing until the six, seven, three, even eighth, or even greater touch points. I see way too many people give up too early in the sales process when it comes to outbound. You can't assume that just because you know you got a cool, shiny app or toy, people are going to see the value and buy right away. Uh, unless the person on the other end unequivocally tells you they're not interested, you got to keep going, got to keep following up. You'd be shocked at the number of times clients have actually thanked me for being persistent and continuing to follow up with them. So just because people are busy uh, doesn't mean they want to sign up. So unless they tell you straight up they're not interested, assume they are and be persistent. Five, uh, this one is important. You have to be able to provide amazing service to your early clients. 
No matter how big you get, you should never forget about your earliest clients. These are the people taking a chance on you, the ones rooting for you to succeed. Uh, and if you're bootstrapping, these people are also your investors. They're literally funding your business with revenue. That's how you have to look at it. Uh, you have to provide them the most amazing service you can imagine because they're also going to be your advocates in the long run. They're going to give you your first referrals, which will also contribute to your first 500 clients. And you're definitely going to need the help and all the contribution you can get. So providing amazing service. So provide amazing service and do not forget about your early clients. And lastly, uh, and most importantly, you, you have no plan B's. This is the motto I live by in business and everything else. Uh, for those who know me, uh, if you're jumping into your business, you have to be fully committed. The thought of failure can't be an option in your mind. Like once you have a backup plan or a plan B, you, what you're doing is instilling a grain of doubt in your mind. And once that grain is there, your chances of failure increase substantially. Um, success in anything, including outbound sales, starts with your mindset, so no plan Bs. So this is the starting point to getting your first 500 customers. Uh, these are the six criteria you need to start with. Uh, failure to have even one of these criteria can really reduce your chances of success, so these are key. Next, now before I get into the nine-step playbook that I use to get my uh, first 500 clients, uh, I want to go through the three key elements that you need to remember that tie everything together to be successful in your outbound sales uh, flow. Um, <clears throat> these three elements, they're important because these are, are items that I didn't know or realize right away when I was starting out. These are things I learned and picked up on over the years by trying and testing new strategies, uh, speaking to other marketers and founders. So if you can understand these elements early on, you'll be in really good shape and ahead of the game. Number one, human behavior. I think the reason outbound sales and cold calling get a, a bad reputation and looked upon as inefficient form of marketing is because people aren't putting enough thought and time into it. You know, founders and marketers in companies are, are slapping together like bullshit email sequences that get no results and automatically come to the conclusion that outbound sales don't work. Uh, the problem there is nine out of 10 times, it's not the outbound sales doesn't work. It's because your content and execution sucks. Uh, the best outbound salespeople and marketers have a very good understanding of human behavior and, you know, understanding why people behave or react or don't react in certain situations. So understanding why someone will take a closer look at an email or understanding why someone won't bother opening up another email, uh, you, you got to look deep and, and almost take your mind out of your body and put it into your potential customers. So, you know, when I, when I was doing outbound sales five to 10 years ago, it was much easier uh, to capture someone's attention back then compared to now. Uh, just with the amount of information people are consuming per day, it's, it's, it's astounding. So as a marketer, you, you gotta, you gotta be thinking like, wow, you know, I have to really think about putting something out really special to get someone's attention, even for a few seconds. So that's gotta be your mindset. You gotta have a, at least a decent understanding of human behavior to succeed. So talking about email specifically, words matter. Like words really, really matter. You know, I can't under overemphasize that. Um, you got to write like you talk. Like that is the number one best piece of advice I can give you. If you can come away with only one thing in these 20 minutes, uh, make sure your emails sound like you talk. Like when you read something that sounds like someone is talking, the person reading is instantly going to be receptive to it. And because, uh, because it sounds real and natural. 
Um, formatting also matters. So proper sentence spaces between sentences are key. Um, at the same time, it can look too clean cut and essay formatted because people can see through that and assume it to be a cold email. Uh, no one wants to read essays, but again, don't forget, always write like you talk. And number three, this is something that most people completely overlook. Um, a lot of times people just rush to put together content without giving it much thought. Uh, each time you communicate with a lead, it's important to take a step back, put yourself in that person's shoes and ask yourself, is this piece of content that I'm communicating truly providing value? If the answer is no, then you have to rethink your content. Um, it's all about value. Again, people don't give a crap about what you have to say if it doesn't help them in some way. They don't care about what you've done. Uh, they don't care about what you do, who you work for. If you can tell them how they're going to benefit in a very simple, clear, relatable way, uh, you're going to get their attention. That, that's all that matters. And it sounds a lot harder than it is, but you know, at the end of the day, you just have to use your brain, give it some thought. It's all about value. All right, so we went through the six essential criteria, the three key elements you need to remember. Now, let's get into the nitty gritty. This is what I did to get my first 500 clients. Here is my nine step playbook. The, the first thing you wanna do is narrow in on a very defined specific niche. So for example, in my case, our customers were realtors. So if you ask me who my target customer is, I can't just say realtors. I have to be extremely specific. So for example, when I was starting out, what I did was zoom in on a very specific niche of realtors to target. So instead of just realtors, one segment I targeted was Toronto realtors that are part of Remax that don't have a website. So that is a very defined and specific niche. I, I have three attributes that are very personal. Their city, where they're from, uh, the company they work for, and the fact that they don't have a website. So I'm not saying the zoomed micro niche has to be your target forever, obviously not. However, if you want to gain traction and earn revenue fast, you have to pick a very tightly defined niche and then you attack it. So by defining that specific niche, what that does, it helps you with your messaging in your emails and phone script. Um, because you have such a defined niche, you're able to really personalize your communication to the point it literally feels like you're writing or calling that person individually and they're not part of uh, some sort of mass campaign. And the only way an email or phone script can feel that personal is if you have a, a very well-defined narrow niche. So using that same example, you know, if I said my target was realtors, that would be just way too generic, way too broad to write an effective cold email or phone script that didn't feel cold. Um, there are m so many different types of realtors who do different things in different markets where it would literally be impossible to write an effective cold email or phone script. So look how this sounds now in an opening script with my well-defined niche. You know, I can say, hey, Susan, uh, this is Costa from web for realty I've been helping a few of your co colleagues in Remax set up their real estate website. Uh, I noticed you don't have a website currently. Was there any particular reason why? Uh, so that opening pitch is so personal that the lead really has no choice but to respond and continue the dialogue. Uh, if I were to target all realtors, it would be impossible to have an impactful opening script like that. Uh, it would be way too broad, way too generic. Um, you know, not all realtors are in Toronto, not all are with Remax, and some might have or, or might not have a website. Um, so this is why, another, this is another reason why most people, I think, write off outbound sales as ineffective. Uh, they're just not defining their niche tightly enough. 
Um, and by the way, you can get very creative with your defined niches if you think hard enough. You know, the realtor example I gave is just a very simple and basic example of that. Number three, time to scrape the lead. So after you've defined your target niche, you've got to get you got to get good quality leads in your system. Uh, how you attain these leads, I mean, there's several different ways. Uh, you know, you can scrape them manually yourself. This may not be the most efficient or fastest, but it's definitely an option. Uh, for example, there's tools like Hunter.io, which is a cool app or something similar. So research online, you know, you can get access to databases, etc. Hire, hire someone on Upwork. I mean, you know, someone out there will have a method, tool, or some kind of resource to get you your leads. Uh, it's also really important that your leads are, are very good, high-quality leads and accurate emails and phone numbers. Uh, that's important, or, or else your conversions and engagement will not be good enough to succeed. Um, I've seen a lot of people do all the right things in their outbound approach, but fall short because of poor leads. So make sure you're scraping your leads properly. Number four. So write an opening script and just be prepared, you know, with objection handling and all that. It's important to be prepared when making cold calls. Uh, phone scripts get sort of a bad reputation, just the word scripts, I feel. You know, when most people hear phone scripts, they automatically think about, you know, that, that duck cleaning company or credit card company telemarketing you. Um, you know, by the way, I was actually one of those credit card telemarketers back in university. So um, shout out to all the telemarketers out there. Now, you absolutely need a sales script when cold calling. Remember, at least when you're starting out, you know, the most effective cold outreach should not feel cold. Uh, that's what makes it effective. Uh, another misconception I see, just because you have a script doesn't mean it has to sound like a script. This is key. Like, read it naturally. Uh, it, it comes down to what I said before and how it's written. Uh, remember, your writing should sound like you talk. Uh, so same with the script. If you write the script like you talk, then it, you'll read it how you talk, and it'll just come out naturally and not like you're reading. Uh, also, make sure you practice a lot. Do mock calls. Be prepared. Uh, but definitely have a well-thought-out script. Very important. Next, uh, time for action. You know, it's time to get your feet wet. you got to start calling. Uh, the objective of your initial phone call is basically to introduce yourself and capture just enough of the lead's attention to give you a few seconds. And finally, most importantly, you got to get them to say yes after you ask if you can send them a quick email. So once they do that, the sales process officially begins. Uh, you know, a lot of people think cold calling doesn't work because, you know, they're trying to close someone on the first or second call. Not to say that's impossible because, you know, I've done quite a few first call closes. Um, <clears throat> but you, you always have to be mindful of the conversation and just take every call on a call by call basis. Um, but the primary objective on the first call is to get consent. Uh, to send them a quick email and put them in your email nurturing campaign. Um, don't need too many tools or get too fancy with this other than a phone and a CRM. Personally, uh, with my, our company, we use Aircall.io. Uh, it's a great cloud-based phone systems. You know, in terms of CRMs, there's a whole bunch of options nowadays. I would probably pick one where the CRM and email marketing components are uh, combined or integrate nicely. Um, you know, HubSpot, Customer.io, Close.io, those are all good options. Number six, so after you get the go-ahead uh, that you can send the lead an email, you, you activate the email sequence campaign. So after you make a 100 calls a day, every single day, you know, you're getting consent from hundreds and hundreds of people, 
you'll have a very nice stream of leads in your email campaigns. And once they're in your email sequence, you'll have some really good information to make your follow-up calls more efficient. Now, again, I don't really want to get too granular on emails and what makes an effective email campaign. That's probably like a separate topic for another presentation. But I hope some of the frameworks and criteria I'm talking about will help with the email sequences at least. Number seven, follow-ups. This is key. So um, using the engagement metrics in your emails that are being sent out, you should, you should be following up with leads who are most engaged uh, or have the highest lead scores. And most marketing email companies have these features built in already. So, for example, when you know leads are engaged in your emails, your follow-up calls now become supernatural and casual. So instead of just following up with everyone you speak to randomly, uh, by using these engagement metrics, you can be a lot more efficient with your time and, and target people who are most engaged with your emails. So, for example, in my case, I remember having a, a notification pop up come to me when someone literally opens up an email and I would instantly call that person because I know most likely they're on the computer and they'll give me a bit of time to speak to them. Um, obviously they wouldn't know I have those details, so I make it sound like I'm, I'm calling a, as a coincidence, but you know, little hacks like that definitely help, help speed up the sales cycle. And number eight, <clears throat> keep feeding the pipeline. So it's very easy to get complacent with this style of sales, especially, uh, when you're building up your follow-up list and you have a lot of hot leads. Um, this happens almost always like it's happened to me. It's happened to salespeople I've hired. Uh, you just have to stay hungry and motivated enough where you dedicate at least two hours per day on prospecting and cold calling. Uh, it's very important. Actually, I'd say it's necessary and crucial uh, that you keep feeding and refreshing your pipeline to ensure sales remain steady and consistent um, week after week, month after month. If not, your follow-ups will run dry and sales will taper, taper off eventually. Um, you have to think of it like a constantly revolving machine of leads. You have to continuously pump into it. Uh, once you stop your cold calling, the machine stops. So you can never let that machine stop. And uh, number nine, capitalize on referrals. As you gain traction and you're providing amazing service to your earliest clients, uh, eventually referrals and inbounds will start trickling in. Uh, these are the best and the easiest sales to make, which will help contribute to your first 500 sales. Um, if you provide good service and value to your earlier clients, as I discussed, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll come up in conversation eventually. Uh, people like to talk. Referrals are easy sales. Uh, it's all about human behavior. You've got to understand it. So... These steps, uh, the framework, everything I'm talking about, it's, you know, nothing too crazy. Like it's super logical, super straightforward. Uh, this is true with anything. I think any great speaker or business person with amazing insights, whatever they say is always very logical. Uh, the problem is that not too many people apply what's being taught or being said. You know, people are just consuming the information and going about their day. That's why a lot of these famous speakers and motivate, motivators, they're uh, continuing to make a, a ton of money on their talks and information because really no one is applying it. You know, if people were actually applying what is being taught out there, then no one would have to listen to these people speak anymore. So the real challenge is execution. Um, and that's why most people fail or give up too early. They're not executing. When it comes to sales, People are, are trying to get too fancy. You know, they're jumping into the paid ads and going the cool route, the route that everyone's trying to sell you on, um, the route that everyone seems to be an expert in all of a sudden. 
you know, no one's talking about the route that doesn't cost you any money uh, other than your time and a whole lot of effort, grind and commitment. And that's outbound sales. So, you know, if you're ready to put in that grind, that dedication, that commitment, then you can definitely succeed in outbound sales. And there should be real, no real excuse as to why you can't get your first hundred customers. You know, if I can get my first 500 sales this way, then believe me, anyone listening can certainly do the same. Now, I really hope this helped uh, debunk the myth that cold calling and outbound sales doesn't work. Uh, I'm literally living proof that it does work. I personally know and speak to several other successful companies who do outbound sales effectively as well. So don't listen to the noise. Put your head down, work hard, commit, and you will succeed and gain traction with, with outbound sales if you really want to. Um if anyone wants to get in touch with me, like I said before, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, I got a very unique name. Uh, you can book a time to chat with me on Growth Mentor for free. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Costapana and search me on LinkedIn. Um, by the way, as I said uh, in the intro, uh, I am giving away my free custom recurring revenue calculator to anyone who wants it. I built this myself because there was literally no accurate calculator out there that I can find uh, that also takes into account churn. Uh, so this is a really good little tool to have. Uh, I have to warn you, it's not the prettiest, but it works and it's awesome. So uh, the link to get it uh, should be in my talk profile page. Uh, if you can't find it, just send me an email and I'll send it to you. Uh, if you made it this far in the talk, thank you all so, so much. Uh, you know, I really appreciate you listening. I hope this was helpful. And uh, most importantly, best of luck on growing your business. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, I would love to hear it. Be sure to check out founderviews.com for my latest posts and episodes on my journey with everything SaaS, business, and startups. Talk to you later. Peace.